It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Justin Stafford. He's currently the assistant track and field coach at Kansas State University, where he helps student athletes become the best versions of themselves while training to qualify to compete at the 2024 Olympics for Team USA in the hammer throw. He was a finalist at the 2023 and 2022 USA Track and Field Championships and competed in the 2021 Olympic Trials. He's a UCLA graduate where he was a former track and field athlete for the Bruins. We'll talk about Justin's career, which is so promising, and uh, why his Catholic faith has deep meaning in his life. Welcome, Justin. Thank you, Ron. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Well, before we get into your uh, hammer-throwing ability and where you are right now, uh, just looking over your family history, uh, you definitely have the gene. You just had to activate it on the athletic side. In fact, I think your dad was a varsity letterman at Cal. You had younger siblings who compete uh, at the collegiate level uh, throwing the hammer. Former guest on the show, your, your sister Jillian is one of them. You had a grandfather who pitched for the Philadelphia Phillies, and it goes on and on. So uh, talk about your love for sports. Obviously, you had parents who uh, supported you in pursuing athletics, but you had embraced that yourself. So tell us a little bit about your history with sports. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, definitely you know, love playing sports from a very, starting from a very young age. Always been competitive. And you know, as, as you know, you, know, you interviewed Jill. Uh, I'm, I'm the oldest of four, uh, so it was always just competitive growing up and uh, always grew up, you know, wanting to be like my dad. And so that was actually a big goal of mine to play football at Cal Berkeley, like he did, uh-huh. uh, started playing football in high school. Um, you know, I did have the opportunity to, uh, walk on at Cal. Um, and I was kind of determining if that would actually be the best choice. And, um, uh, funny enough, a football coach who recruited my dad to Berkeley about 20 or so, 20, 30 years earlier, he had then since been at Sacramento State when I was graduating in 2014. Uh, they recruited me, and he told me to try track and field, just as cross training for football. And so I was like, okay, sure. And uh, long story short, got into the throwing events, and absolutely fell in love with them. Had phenomenal coaches, and uh, from there was kind of determining if I should do football or track. Uh, at the next level, I just wasn't sure. Decided to go to uh, Saddleback Community College to do both. And then the throws coach there, uh, really just kind of persuaded me and challenged me to go all in on throwing. And, um, so then I did. So it's kind of a funny parallel there for, uh, you know, growing up, wanted to be a football player and the same coach who recruited my dad recruited me and then, uh, had a good, good career at Saddleback. And, uh, I actually had a great throw at the Mount Sac relays, which was, the biggest invitational event for junior colleges mm-hmm. uh, in California and had a great day PR'd super excited to kind of transfer. And the very next day I actually broke my back in a weightlifting accident. Oof. And, uh, that kind of changed the direction, uh, of my life from there. So from Saddleback, you decided to go to UCLA and you mentioned this, uh, back issue. And I don't know if that was going to hamper your ability early on at UCLA, but talk about, 
uh, going to UCLA, throwing for the Bruins, and how you progress there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, got got injured in junior college. It was an 18-month recovery process. Thank God I made a full recovery. Uh, and then, yeah, ended up transferring to UCLA, transferred in spring of 2017, and it was, it was a rough adjustment. Uh, you know, I, I knew it was going to be a higher level of competition, but you know, you go from junior college and then to UCLA academics are, you know, a lot harder. The level of competition is higher and that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, but I actually ended up fouling half of my, my throws in competition, just maybe just under half and, uh, ended up fouling out at the first level of the NCAA championships. It was called the regional meet. And uh, after that, I knew I would never let that happen ever again. You know, worked extremely hard, ended up qualifying for the NCAA National Championships my junior and senior year, uh, became a two-time second-team All-American, um, was really, really fortunate to have had a great coach, uh, amazing teammates. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I had a great experience at UCLA. Well, talk about what you need to do to be the best thrower that you can be. I mean, uh, a lot of these competitions just come down to feet, and uh, someone has to get the edge. So what do you need to do to get that edge to your competitive guy, obviously, to get, you know, to outperform the competitors in the field? Yeah, so great question. And like you said, I mean, it's it's a game of feet. And really, when, you know, as, as you get better in the sport, it's a game of inches and then a game of centimeters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of repetitions, a lot of technique, rhythm, timing. I've been very fortunate to have had great coaches uh, who have done the events at a high level. Uh, my coach at UCLA is also a UCLA grad himself, and and he also threw at UCLA. He was a former record holder at his time there. But yeah, technique, rhythm, and timing. You have to really be a student of the game, and something that also attracted me to throwing was that, uh, you know, versus other sports growing up that are more team-oriented, uh, you know, you could have a great day and maybe someone else doesn't, or, you know, you're, you're really not doing your job and, you know, other people are doing great. And so you guys don't win together, but in track, you're totally responsible for your success and your failure. And so, uh, knowing that it's really, you know, Hey, what you put in is what you're going to get out. And so it's really those who, you know, put in the most work. Uh, it's almost like a psychological advantage where you can just kind of look people in the eye and be like, you know what, I know what I've done. And, I can go in there and just compete and, and do well. Um, it's kind of multifaceted, but uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Absolutely. Blessed to play Ron Meyer. We're chatting today with Justin Stafford. He's a former UCLA Bruin hammer throwing of the track and field team. And now he's competing uh, at the international level, also competing to win a spot, hopefully on Team USA in the 2024 Olympic Games. And let's talk about this scene now, the uh, competing for Team USA. I know you... Had a uh, a great uh, showing, if you will, at the 2023 USA Track and Field Championships, finishing in sixth place. And we talked about feet and inches and uh, came within 10 feet of representing Team USA at the 2023 Track and Field World Championships in Budapest. And I know this is the goal. So what does it mean now when you're going against the best of the best? I mean, you're taking it from collegiate level where you did great at UCLA and now you're more on the national, international scene. How has your life changed in preparation to achieve your goal to represent Team USA? Yeah, so uh, I would say it's just been a continual focused journey. You know, the Olympics, it's every four years. And so it's really a full commitment, a four-year full commitment toward a certain specific goal. 
And so, you know, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of habits done over and over and over again. Um, had a conversation with one of the best shop book coaches, uh, really of all time. His name's Art Benegas, and he was a former coach at UCLA. And I asked him, you know, hey, what's he's coached several Olympians, world champions, and I asked him, you know, hey, what's the difference between the best of the best versus those who, you know, they're great, but what separates the best of the best? And he actually said they're boring people, you know, when you look at their life. And so I always thought that was interesting, but it's true. It's you know, you do the same things every single day. Uh, constantly challenging yourself to give your best effort every single day. And it's just consistency. Yeah. So it's stacking that on top of each other. Um, you know, I've been fortunate to compete against, you know, handfuls of Olympians and, you know, a lot of the other guys who are at the top of their game in the world rankings. And um, it's been a process, like from when I first graduated, you know, oh, this is new, but then now it's very, very familiar. And, you know, I, I'm working my tail off to make that team. So, you know, it's, it's just a continual process, but, really sticking to it and, you know, really believing in yourself have to be all in on what you can do and, you know, trusting God that it's, you know, just sticking to it and it's going to work out. Yeah. And what is the interpersonal relationships on the national scene of obviously you're competing against each other, but is there a strong fraternity or you kind of got to put the friendships on the back burner? How does that work out within the uh, hammer throw community, if you will? Yeah. So that's a great question. And it is definitely like a big fraternity. Uh, it's a great group, a bunch of great guys uh, and girls on the women's side. Everybody's very supportive of each other. Uh -huh. And that honestly wasn't something I was really expecting going into track and field, but it really is a relational sport. And I'm really fortunate because I feel like I have friends now. I you know, I, I could couch surf all around the world now, uh, you know, with <laughs> friends from different countries. And um, even with the guys that, you know, in the United States, even though the USA championships and Olympic trials are, you know, very high pressure events. And I mean, personally, I love that, uh, but still everybody's very supportive of each other. So it's, it's a cool, unique environment to be a part of. How about mentoring now? I know you're going to be an example to other uh, athletes who might not even be, you know, introduced to hammer throwing or the discus or stuff of that sort. Do you reach out to certain types of athletes to get them involved and maybe, you know, try it out to see if they have a talent in that, uh, that field? Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like I'm I'm very honored to kind of be in that position because uh, I, I had no idea what the hammer was when I first started when I was 18 years old. And, you know, I was, again, very fortunate to have had great coaching that allowed me to progress to, you know, the next levels. And um, I know that kids, you know, that went to my high school and surrounding areas, they saw that and like, oh, well, you know, that that kind of paves the trail uh, to be able to get into a good school. And so it's been cool to see a number of kids that are now competing at the collegiate level and doing well. Um, I know now with, with uh, being a volunteer assistant at Kansas State, it's a, it's a great honor and opportunity to be able to work with current student-athletes and just showing how track and field can kind of be your, you know, personification to personal excellence, mm -hmm. you know, to be the best version of yourself. And, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So you give your all on the track, you'll find yourself giving your all in the classroom, you know, with your friends and family, work situations, whatever you got going on. Um, it's, it's given a lot to me. And so I'm very fortunate to be able to give back. So as the sport evolved during your course of, you know, just throwing the hammer, I know like with athletes now, uh, nutrition, the psychological dimension, all those things are important in getting the most out of an athlete. Has, has it involved in that manner through your progression into the national scene? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's very holistic. And so you know, especially going into big competitions, I always make sure that I'm in my best possible place, not only physically, mentally, uh, psychologically, but also spiritually as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can talk about 
talk more about that later, but um, especially too, as you continue to progress in the sport, like I said, it goes from a game of feet to a game of inches to a game of centimeters. And so you got to be able to do everything you can because the difference between winning and losing is so small. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to make sure you're on top of every every part of your game holistically. Yeah, that body, mind, and spirit balance just to keep the athlete in a, the right mindset and have everything working in accord is uh, super important. And I like to talk about that, Justin, the body, mind, and spirit, the faith dimension to you being an athlete at the on the national level. We're talking with Justin Stafford. We're talking about his career as a hammer thrower nationally. We're going to talk about his faith when Blessed to Play returns after this. Carry the faith wherever you go. Watch your favorite EWTN show, series, or special, or listen to your favorite EWTN radio program at any time, day or night. EWTN On Demand brings all your favorites instantly. Download the EWTN app at EWTNapps.com today. Apple TV allows you to instantly stream your favorite EWTN television and radio shows to your TV. All you need is a high-speed internet connection, a TV, and the Apple TV player. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Justin Stafford, a great track and field athlete. In fact, he throws the hammer and he's uh, trying to represent Team USA in the 2024 Olympic Games. He was a UCLA Bruin where he competed, uh, I guess it was in the Pac-12 and did quite well there for UCLA before going on to the national scene. He's also volunteering at Kansas State with the track and field athletes there. But Justin's faith is paramount in his life. And Justin, it's great to hear that a young man, you know, puts faith first. Uh, Maybe our society doesn't say that should be your number one priority, and it is for you. But talk about how you came to that realization that faith should be numero uno. Yeah, so I I would say that, you know, I was very fortunate to grow up in a, you know, good Catholic family. My parents have been amazing examples. And um, you know, I've, I've been inspired by my siblings, really, and, um, you know, just grew up going to Mass, and uh, I maybe didn't, didn't take it as seriously as I should have uh, growing up, and uh, really wasn't until I got to UCLA that really kind of took the deep dive into, you know, learning more about my faith, you know, why it's so important, <clears throat> you know, how to, um, how to really live, you know, be an example of Christ for others, and, you know, as a constant journey, as you know, um, got involved with some Christian clubs on campus. I would still go to mass, but it wasn't really like a Catholic club per se. It was uh, athletes in action, met some amazing people who, uh, really helped me kind of get back on the right path. And then, um, you know, after graduating, got involved with some Catholic young adult groups, met a lot of inspiring people and, um, really just kind of made a full commitment of like, Hey, this is who I want to be. It's a, it's a journey. It can be a struggle sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, I've 
decided to, you know, really make faith a very important part of my life. And, um, I, yeah, it's, it's incredibly important to me, you know, definitely strive to make it the most important part of my life and, um, everything else kind of works out. So yeah, God has definitely been everything for me. Absolutely. Well, let's get your viewpoint or just perspective on this, because I, I think when we talk about faith and an athlete, we don't really correlate that more faith, better results. It's, it really doesn't work that way. In fact, you had to overcome some tremendous adversity as an athlete. So what's your perspective on faith and how do you incorporate that in your daily athletic activity? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big believer in you know, you got to walk by faith, not by sight. And I think that, and I know that God has gifted me with, you know, certain abilities and I want to maximize those abilities. And Mm -hmm. as I said earlier in the podcast, you know, I had a back injury my freshman year of junior college. A number of doctors told me I wouldn't be able to play sports again or lift weights. And to give more context, uh, this was uh, just a routine weightlifting exercise, uh, barbell step ups, um, stepping onto a box and about 265 pounds on my back and um, ended up stepping down on the last rope of my last set, came down on a faulty platform, sprained my ankle, lost my balance, and basically got snapped in half. And mm. uh, long story short, spent about eight weeks in a hospital bed uh, in my parents' living room for the most part, you know, wore back brace for several months, nine months of physical therapy, and took 18 months to fully recovery. Uh, thank God. And just kind of through that journey, just learned really how, how to do my best to walk by faith, not by sight, because all the evidence around me points to, okay, your athletic career is done. Mm -hmm. It's over. You know, your just physical health in general is not going to be the same. And, um, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I'm either going to let this limit myself or I'm going to somehow make this the best thing that's ever happened to me. And, um, I really feel blessed to be a almost have kind of guided through that journey of really learning how to walk by faith and not by sight. And I, you know, whenever life gets difficult, I can kind of go back to that time and really knowing like, Hey, you know what, you're doing the absolute best you can. You give it to God and things are going to work out, you know, let's play Ron Meyer. We're chatting with uh, Justin Stafford. He's competing on the national scene, hopefully to represent team USA in the 2024 Olympic games. He throws the hammer and this was a great time of really introspection. I mean, you were, uh, you didn't know if you were going to compete. And we always talk about, you know, uniting our sufferings with Christ. And you were doing that because you were such an athletic guy. And here you are basically not able to do anything, even walk. And there you are. You, you're just alone with your thoughts, I'm sure, for many hours. But did this bring you closer to your relationship with God during this time? And I'm sure it was a struggle as you were going through something in a state that you did not want to be in. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, definitely a struggle because there, there are moments where you're just like, shoot, well, why me? Right. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's good. Why you, you know, you have an opportunity to really not only grow in your faith, but like you said, like, you know, unite those sufferings um, and, and really just give it to God, you know, yeah. and for him to use that for his glory and for, you know, for him to use you, you know, hopefully as an example or inspiration to others that are in a, another similar difficult circumstance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, def- definitely was a journey, but throughout the years, definitely my, my faith has grown a lot stronger. 
So tough times, when we go through them, it gives us an experience, right? So we have that tough time that we went through, and now we bring that experience with us wherever we go because we have that framework in our mind. So I'm thinking now when you're competing at such a high level and people talk about pressure in sports and stuff like that, I think you've been through some pressure in your life, you know, outside of the athletic competition arena. Has this helped you out in your perspective and also uh, just as a competitor uh, in what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I I absolutely love the high pressure situations Mm -hmm. because it's fun and that's what you work for. But also, too, going back to, you know, having had gone through adversity and, you know, become better for it. Yeah, when things are tough, hey, I've been through tough stuff. I can do this. And also, too, just looking Mm -hmm. at it as looking at competition as, hey, this is fun. This is a blessing. This is something I get to do. This is a privilege to be able to compete at this level. And I think that that takes away so much of the pressure or, you know, kind of undue mental stress. And it makes it fun. Like this is this is an adventure that I get to be on. How lucky am I? And how much would you say that what you do is mental uh, compared to physical? Uh, I, I would say it's significantly more mental. Um, obviously, you know, hey, we're physically working out. But, you know, as you know, you get to talk to high-level athletes and coaches all the time. It is such a – the mental aspect is so much more significant than the physical uh, when you get into that really high-level competitive space. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's paramount. You know, if you, if you aren't able to be mentally strong and anything can set you off, like how are you – how are you really going to be able to overcome that? You know, you got to be able to dig into the difficulties, uh, you know, in order to find those higher levels of success that you're looking for. So I'm just interested. If you're at the dinner table, you have your dad there who was a uh, Cal football player, Jillian, who throws the hammer at UCLA. You have other siblings and, uh, you know, just relatives in general. What is the conversation like at the Stafford household? We're approaching a holiday coming up. What, what's it going to be? Is it going to be, a, are you going to talk a lot of sports and uh, how to get the edge? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we'll be talking sports, but uh, really just looking forward to being together. Um, we play a lot of games. Uh, it's uh-huh. always like ping pong or card games. Um, so that's always a lot of fun for sure. And as far as faith goes, I mean, uh, I always like to ask athletes this, what sustained you? I know as Catholics, uh, obviously the mass and there's other, so many devotionals, but everyone has a different devotional or different, uh, different practice that they do maybe when they get up in the morning or when they go to bed in the evening. So what sustains you? How do you get right with God or keep that faith perspective as you go through your day? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I wish I started this earlier, but just doing a daily rosary a few years ago, really, I, I, so many graces come with that and, you know, really just growing closer to Christ. And, um, I would highly recommend that for any young athletes listening who, who aren't doing that. Um, also too, just, you know, uh, going, going to confession regularly. Um, I think that's really helped me out a lot and, um, you know, like we're talking about those highest levels of competition and like Olympic trials and um, USA championships, like really just kind of getting spiritually right. Um, I can't recommend that enough. Uh, really just kind of allows you to go into competition with a clear head. Um, and yeah, it's been a huge benefit to me, but also to, you know, going, going to mass as, as much as you can. Um, these are things that I really wish I did. I really wish I did when I was younger, um, that I try to implement now. Um, 
as much as I can, but would highly recommend that to any younger athletes listening. I'm just curious, you competed at the Division One level, you're coaching at the Division One level, you're competing at the national level. What is the faith community like? Is uh, more athletes gravitating towards faith? Do they take faith with them? Is it, uh, are you the minority? What is, what is the uh, climate like? Yeah, so that's a good question. And I mean, I've actually been learning a lot now going from California to, to Kansas. I moved in September uh, mm-hmm. to start volunteer coaching at Kansas State. And um, the faith community is very strong, um, you know, in, in Kansas. And so that's been really great to see a lot of, you know, there's a lot of strong faith communities in California as well. But just from my perspective from, you know, UCLA, there are a lot of great people um, and, you know, who really strengthened me and my faith. But it wasn't as uh, like culturally strong as it is in Kansas. When you were a track and field athlete at UCLA, I'm just curious about this. I know the rivalries within the Pac-12 now, the Pac-12 is no longer, but uh, obviously UCLA, USC, uh, Cal. Um, who was the big, uh, you know, who did you get up for a little bit extra when you're competing on the track and field side? Oh, USC, easy. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big deal, the dual meet every single year, and it was fun too. Like I said, my my college coach, um, John Frazier, he was he was a thrower at UCLA uh, in the '80s, and uh, he would always give a pregame speech before the day before the meet. And it got everybody in the right headspace. Of it, it just means more. It really does. And one of the biggest <laughs> rivalries in collegiate sports. Um, I was always, you know, I was very excited and uh, fortunate to say I, I, uh, I did my part every every dual meet. So a lot of high fives when you're playing USC. Uh, you know, if you get the PR or something like that. If you're ahead on the uh, on points going into a certain discipline, uh, is there a lot of enthusiasm for that? Oh, absolutely. And two, USC always had some of the best throwers in the country. And so it always just brought that extra, right. extra energy, you know, like, Hey, this is basically, this is a championship meet before championship season starts. <laughs> well, that's fun stuff. Well, Justin Stafford has been our guest. What an athlete he is. He'll be competing and trying to represent team USA in the 2024 Olympic games as a hammer thrower. And uh, Justin, I wish you all the best. I really do. I, I like what you stand for. Certainly. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, your career in sports, but also the hope within you, which uh, many people don't hear about. And I, I really enjoy this time with you. I'm blessed to play. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ron. Likewise, really appreciate you making the time. And uh, thank you for what you do. You inspire a lot of people and um, looking forward to continuing to listen in and, and go from there. So thank you as well. And Merry Christmas. Thank you. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two play.com. You could like us on Facebook, And hit us up on the platform X at Blessed to Play. For Justin Stafford, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.